What's up, business gal pals? Welcome back to another week of Be Myself Now in Business, the podcast. I just wanted to remind you before we get started that I've released a great new video series called Three Secrets to Starting a Successful Business. Whether you're thinking about starting a business or you've started a business in the last couple of years and you're looking to take your ability as a decision-making business owner to the next level, you're gonna wanna check this out. I talk about where to spend your money, what to do for sustainable growth and how to guarantee results. You can get access to the three-part video series by going to the show notes or visiting bemyselfnow.com slash three dash business dash secrets. Now let's dive into the episode. Welcome back, business gal pals. This week, I'm talking to Leslie Rochelle of Leslie Rochelle Coaching and Consulting. She helps new and emerging leaders solidify their leadership foundations. After spending several years in leadership at one of Canada's largest energy companies, Leslie founded her coaching and consulting business where she's curated a boutique mentoring program for new and emerging leaders to learn how to operate in their authentic leadership style. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to you about leading ourselves first. Thank you very much. I am really excited to be here, Danielle. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about the origin of your business. The origin of my business really is from a place of going back and supporting that earlier version of myself, knowing um, the struggles that I had coming into that higher level level leadership role. And uh, that's really where the passion came from, from uh, for coaching is just you know, I know there's going to be other people that are going to be struggling. I didn't find that one program that I was looking for to help me. So I thought, well, let's just create one. So that's what I did. That's awesome. And what did that development process look like for you as you went from idea, you know, living in your corporate role to then fleshing out this entrepreneurial business? How that really kind of kind of came about is how do I translate that corporate skill set into the entrepreneurial space, it seems incredibly easy (laughs) to do it for somebody else. And then you're having to figure out, okay, well, how do I do this for myself? It seems hard, yet it's the same skill sets that I'm actually bringing in. So there's a lot of mindset work that really goes into bringing, um, bringing from one to to the other space. So it's definitely, um, you know, it's been a process and I I expect it to evolve throughout time as I, um, you know, develop myself still because I'm a constant learner. So I'm always learning new things. Um, It allows me to bring that to my clients, which then allows my business to grow in different ways as well. So where it's going to end up in 12 months from now, I'm not really quite sure because I'll just allow it to flow with Um, what's happening at that point in time. So don't ever get too married to what it is. Um, Just uh, be open to the possibilities of of change. Uh, Change is not a scary thing. Well, it shouldn't be anyways. I love that. I love how you're so open to that evolution and making space for it already at the beginning of your journey. And I think that's so important when we step into the role of entrepreneurial CEO. I love that. I have a philosophy of learn, do, teach. So I learn something and then I implement it and then I teach it. And then it's just 
like you said, the, the constant evolution of, you know, learning something new and, oh, this works really great. Okay, let's implement this um, and finding uh, more skills because then you can bring more value to your clients as well versus, you know, you start off with this, you learn all these new things and then guess what? You get to bring in this extra piece of value as well too. So it's uh, definitely a win-win as you grow, um, your clients grow with you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. It's so important to continue to grow ourselves and then bring that to the table and share that with the people that are just a few steps behind us, those we can lead them along. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it's not that you have to know everything because we never do know everything. Um, but like you said, just to kind of be a little bit further along on that continuum to be able to reach back and help again, that earlier version of you. Right. Cause this is, I think um, when we get into this space, this is really what the, um, the desire is, is, is to help ourselves out and at an earlier stage. So we don't have to go through as much, as much pain to get to where we are. It's like uh, follow the breadcrumbs of those who, whom have walked the path before you don't just try and figure it out on your own. Just raise your hand and say, Hey, can you give me a hand here? I really appreciate it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel, go to the wheel maker. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So what did you learn about female leadership during your time in the oil industry? I was one of the, or the first uh, female leader at our site-based location, um, you know, in a ro- remote Alberta region and Canada here. And I didn't have anybody's footsteps to follow. And it was a really good learning exercise for me. One, they hadn't experienced anybody like me before in that type of a role. Two, I had to figure out who I was in this space because there had been nobody else like me in this space. I had to figure out that I couldn't do, um, I couldn't lead like some of the others led, uh, although I respected it. I absolutely, it didn't work for me. And it came up as completely inauthentic. And unfortunately, what that led me to is complete and utter depletion because I was trying to figure it out. I was spending so much energy trying to give people what they wanted, what I thought they wanted in that very male dominated industry um, that it took me down. It, it really did. And, you know, I got to a point in time where um, I ended up really needing two days to recover from my shift. You know, I would send my two-year-old to daycare because I just, I, I just had enough energy to just get through the absolute basics um, that I needed to get through until I just, you know, essentially fell to my knees and said, okay, something has to change here. And self-awareness is a wonderful thing when it kicks in. <laughs> And it's like, okay, something has to change here. And if it doesn't, it's going to break me or my family. So realizing that um, there was no external changes that needed to happen here. It was 100% internal. And then that was me raising my hand and saying, okay, <laughs> I really need some help here because I am, I, I am just depleted and, uh, and I'm exhausted because I was working outside of my own energy. I was working more in that masculine, go, go, drive, drive, get results. Um, that I had to really figure out how to bring that. And I'd been in that industry for so long and still am, but I had to really bring in that feminine aspect and then understand and learn through trial and error 
that really what they wanted was they wanted me. They wanted me to come in and bring my authentic self. Um, and when I could figure out who that was, we flourished. You know, the dream team was created, you know, made a team where everybody wanted to be on because I brought, it wasn't the things that made me the same. It was the things that made me different that made me special in that role that brought a different dynamic and a different perspective to the team as a whole. Wow. What a journey. I think so much of that is mirrored in the entrepreneurial world, you know, that masculine hustle energy and trying to show up and do it like everyone else, because it's the quote unquote right way. Um, And then having that, you know, almost breaking point where you say, okay, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel like me. And then stepping back. And I just love that you had the awareness to say, it's the internal changes that need to happen. And I think that's so true on the entrepreneurial journey too. Often we feel like we want to make external changes. Okay, well, maybe I need to change my program or I need to change my approach to this, or I should change my niche or, you know, all these shifts that we tend to make prematurely as entrepreneurs, when instead it really is needs to come down to that foundation of mindset shift first and foremost and showing up as our most authentic selves. So kudos to you for having that awareness and and listening to it. You know, I think some of us hear that and then we kind of dismiss it and we continue to go forward in the, you know, so-called right way. Yeah. And I don't think there's any right way to do things. I think there's better ways to do things, but there's probably no formulated right way this is how you actually build this because what works for somebody else may not work for you um and yeah i i don't like the term hustle um for some people it works <laughs> uh, but i really like to be able to go into the flow of things and know that you don't have to do it yourself there's people out there that you know one of the things when i when i first um entered that that leadership space is when i was asked if i wanted to take the role i said no at first because I thought I had to be able to sit in the seat of the person that I was in uh, leading. And I said, I can't do that because I'm not that technical expert in that area until they came back and said, actually, we want you to lead the people and you have 24 hours to let us know. It's like, okay, (laughs) right. It it was definitely um, something that I'd never really thought of, um, didn't think it was not never in my realm of uh, possibilities, right? Um, because I didn't have that tradesperson type of type of background. Yeah. I think that's such a big thing to understand as a leader that you don't have to be an expert in all the things. You just have to know how to lead the experts to that bigger vision. That's right. Get somebody to help you out um, and don't waste your time and struggle and effort and frustration spending three hours trying to figure out something when you could hire someone to do it for a half an hour, right? And I think that people are afraid to bring those people in too early in their business when maybe they're going to be spending more than they're going to actually be bringing in. Um, But it will save you a lot of um, extra time. You'll get further faster when you can put up your hand and say, please give me some help here. (laughs) Yeah, who doesn't want to go further faster on their journey? Totally. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's important to ask for help. Um, what I find is that when people come to me, because I work with, um, you know, leaders and uh, entrepreneurial leaders as well, is that they've gotten to the point where they were where I was at, right? And I'd really love to be able to get someone to for someone to be able to recognize that please don't get to that point 
put your hand up before you're down on your knees saying something's got to change here because it takes longer to get back up again when that happens, right? So maybe you can stumble a little and put your hand up. Um, always better to ask for help quicker, if that makes sense. Yeah, sooner than <laughs> yeah. later. Get That's the right. help, accept it, be open to it. You know, receive. I think it comes down, yeah, to our self-worth and our ability to, to receive and say, you know, this doesn't diminish me in any way. It, it makes me stronger to reach out and say, please help me with this. Absolutely, absolutely. It's one of your... Sometimes we just have to surrender to it and just say, okay, I don't know. Let's go talk to somebody else because I bet you they know. (laughs) I love that word surrender. That's so powerful. So what does it look like to lead ourselves first? Lead ourselves first is really learning how to um, one step into our own power. And that part of that is understanding who we truly are, not who we think other people think we should be, but really who we are. As a, as a soul, I guess you could get really down to that level and find out what our needs, wants and desires are, because those three things, those three questions will get you three different answers um, on on that. So really understanding, OK, here is where I'm at. Here's where I'm currently at. This is what my life looks like. This is how it feels. Um, this is what's going on. And then to be able to identify what does future look like? Like, what is my ideal? Um, you know, no judgments or anything like that. And then what you'll have is, so here's my desired state. These are all the things that I desire to have in my life. Uh, And then at least you have a starting and a finish point. And then you get to figure out what that journey looks like in between, or somebody helps you figure out what that journey is in between to go from here to go to this, uh, your final destination. But leading self is staying true to you. Um, identifying what our boundaries and what our standards are. Those two are different things. Um, the boundaries are these things you can bump up against and you adjust them as you go, right? Standards are those things you never dip below, right? And you always aim to raise those standards. And the interesting fact about that is that when we do it, because we're the nucleus of our world, of our own universe, it forces other people around us to do the same thing. Because when our standards are different, we don't accept certain things from somebody else. So now they have to act differently because we are as well. So whether that means that, you know, this is with your family, this is with your friends, this is with your team, this is with your business, as we grow and we expand um, and we understand who we are, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, that's always as important to find the knots on that side. Yes. It allows for greater growth when we can do that. That's wonderful. So what would you recommend as like a process for finding out, you know, the answers to those questions? What are my needs, wants, desires? What did that process look like for you? Lots of journaling. And I journal on paper and a pen. There's a therapeutic process um, with paper to pen. So I try not to use the computer for those types of things, right? The electronic version of, and really just making less lists. So, you know, from the entrepreneurial space, I need more money. I want more clients. I desire more freedom, Mm. right? So you can see how those three things are, you ask the question and they're all very different answers. And once you can, you know, do grace yourself with the time and presence to be able to do this. And one of the things that people sometimes make the mistake in 
when they're doing this process is they think about it, right? Thinking about it implies that we're still thinking about something. Whereas if you can feel into it and feel how that feels in you, the places in your body that you're feeling this stuff when you're actually writing it out, um, you're going to end up getting some way better answers. And then from that, finding out your big why. So I have this list of my desires. Why does it matter? What is it? What would it mean to me if I were to get the, this list of the things that I desire? And one of the best exercises to do that is you may have heard, you know, to find your why. Uh, I, I use a uh, it's called a five why exercise. And it's something that we do in our industry to find root cause of an incident or something like that. But what you do is you answer the question, like, why does this matter? And then you ask yourself again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And every single time you'll come down to an emotion. So don't try to tie this emotion to all those things that you desire, because there may be another path to get there. Right. It's not just necessarily going to be having a, having a massively big business is going to give you what you want because there's going to be other things that are going to come with it as well. It, generally, it comes down to that feeling of freedom, being able to choose the schedule that you have, being able to work wherever you want, you know, being able to work with the clients that you desire to work with because we're not for everybody and not everybody is for us either. So that's also an important thing. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I know a lot of business gal pals out there can relate to those answers that they need more money, they want more clients, and they desire more freedom. How do you think they can move forward into that journey of getting those things for themselves without feeling the panic or the tension or the stress of constantly focusing on, you know, I need more money, I need more clients, I want more clients. How do we kind of break free of some of the heavy emotions that can come with that and show up in service. Change your language, right? One of the best things you can do is to change your language. So in that communications piece, how you speak to yourself, your others, your organization, your company um, really matters. So when you are looking to have something, right? Instead of saying, oh, I have to go pick my kids up from school. I get to go pick my kids up from school. You can see there's a different energy to it. One has a lack term, one has more of the abundance um, terminology to it and remove certain words from your vocabulary. So yes, there is that needs, wants, desires, exercise, but remove the, I need to have this, I need to do this. Um, Remove the, I want to do this, turn it into a desire, right? I desire to have this in my life instead of I want to have this in my life. Make sure that you are identifying what you do want, not what you don't want. So you know, I don't want to work 40 hours a week. Okay, well, how many hours a week do you want? Like change all of your terminology and your verbiage into um, that positive framing instead of not what you don't want, because then it's still showing up for what you don't actually want. That Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to manifesting, I think that kind of language yeah. shift is really important because we do attract based on the energy that we put out there. And when we're putting out that lack energy or that you know, resistant energy, then we tend to experience more of that in our business growth versus saying, you know, I'd love to have more money. I'd love to have more clients. You know, I'd love to serve more people. Um, It's such a different energy to show up in. And I think it really plays out. Yeah. And work from a place of having it already. Mm. What does that look like for you? Within my business, I'm a very heart-centered person and I serve from my heart. And oftentimes I find that 
um, I give a little too much. So what this year really is for me is to be able to, as much as I'm giving, so I'm making this number one priority is me. It's not selfish. <laughs> Maybe some people think that, think that it would be, uh, but when I'm good, I'm able to serve from a greater level to everybody that's around me. But whenever I am giving out, I must give to myself as well. Mm. So for all of the, the love and the energy that I'm putting out there, I must give the equal amount to myself to keep that equilibrium so that I don't, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there and find myself getting back into that exhausted place and identifying when you're out of that place. So when you're frustrated and you're angry and you're like, I'm overwhelmed, you know, you're out of your energy at that point in time. And really to bring that energy back um, to yourself and the power of the pause is an extremely eff effective way of bringing yourself back to you. Mm. Right. So again, when I, when I talk about, you know, helping people with their leadership foundations, you are your foundation, right? So if you can bring that um, back to being uh, steady and strong, it allows so many other beautiful things to be built off of that. And I feel like too, I just want to add to that, the more depleted, the more exhausted, the more frustrated we feel, the bigger pause we need. So take the extra time when you feel like you need it, give yourself that gift. It is so important. Yeah. And ask yourself every morning when you get up, uh, use, use, use your name. So I would say, what does Leslie need today? And I'll just ask the question. What is what does Leslie need today? Okay, let's do some more of that. Because then it helps to fill up my own bucket, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like oh, fills fills up my own gas tank. What is what does Leslie need today? So take some time and and you know ask those questions. It's an interesting topic because I, I I was speaking to someone the other day and I bring a spiritual aspect into leadership that can be uh, uncomfortable for some people in the corporate space, right? Because you have to change how you may describe something in that corporate space. And the reason that I do that is because we need to feel like a whole complete person. And that means we take a look at, you know, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the energetic and the emotional bodies uh, of ourselves. So going back and working on you, that, that, that is the most important thing of anything you're working on in your business is working on you because it is you, right? And it's, a, it's, it's an extension of you. So always work on you. Yeah. What a beautiful feminine gift you bring to the leadership space when you encourage other people to look at all of those aspects of themselves and invite that spiritual aspect in definitely. Yeah. When you can bring in, you know, I, I firmly believe in diversity, inclusion, belonging, because that's what team, that's what your team members all want. Plus that shared sense of purpose. And when you can bring in that um, empathetic nature being honest about it, like I, I legitimately care about you and how you are doing, your team will give you more. They always do because they know you care. So they will always give you more as long as you're authentically caring about someone and it's just not words because they'll, they will be able to feel that. Definitely. What an energetic powerhouse that is to bring all of that feminine energy and, and kind of marry it with the masculine of tasks and getting things done and mm -hmm. forward driving action. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there really is that equilibrium and that balance and it is the ebb and the flow of the masculine and the feminine and to figure out, okay, when do I need to use what, but when, 
we as women spend too much time in our masculine. This is out of our energy. And this is where we become depleted and overwhelmed. So when you can bring it in when you need it, <laughs> right, do that, but try and live more in your in that feminine. You know, we can't be too feminine because things, <laughs> things will never get done. You do need some of that masculine, right, to, to come in for that action oriented things, but figure out when and where you need it and never go too far to one side. Try to have Absolutely. A, nice, a nice balance between the two. Yeah. It's like finding that masculine container and then allowing the feminine energy to just fill it up and going from that foundation. That's right. Yeah. We're talking a lot about putting yourself first, that self-priority piece being so important. And I do think there's a societal shift happening where more and more women are understanding how powerful they can be if they start there first. You know, it's that whole put your oxygen mask on before you're helping anyone else. But how can we embrace that self-leadership, embrace that self-priority without falling into patterns of shame and guilt and self-doubt and fear? These are, this is the ego that's going to be talking to us when, when any of those limiting beliefs, when any of, um, you know, that negative self-talk comes in and, and talks to us, this is just ego. And ego is if you, if you, if you turn that around and saying, okay, my ego wants to keep me safe. And the reason that, that your ego wants to keep you safe is because it loves you, right? So if you can turn that thing around, it's like, I don't want you to get hurt. I love you so much. I don't want you to get hurt. You know, we can talk to it, right? And then bring in that alter ego who is the opposite to this person. So set the ego aside saying, thank you. I appreciate what you're uh, trying to do here right now. I'm just going to set you aside and I'm going to go forward with this other thing that, I, that I'd really like to, to do. It's almost like self-mothering. Like when we mother our children, we want to keep them in a little bubble of safety, but that's not how they live their best, fullest life. We have to learn where and when to let go of that stronghold. And when you can do that with yourself, I think, wow. I mean, you just unleash yourself onto the world. That's right. Just allow yourself to be and knowing that you are, were brought here for a purpose. So identifying what that purpose is and living into that purpose. No change happens without giving something else up. So, you know, one thing that I faced is, okay, I'm coming into this entrepreneurial space. So I can't be the person that I was before. So there's that death to our, a piece of us, right? And then that rebirth into something else. And that's uncomfortable because we don't know what that looks like. So it's a matter of show me how. Right. How, what is my, what is my next step? Show me how, what, what my next step is. Cause we can't continue on the same path. If we really want something different, it's like a bucket full of water. Full is full. Right? So when we're wanting to introduce something new and we want to put some different water from a different lake in there, we have to let some of the other stuff go. And that can be uncomfortable because we fear what, what are other people going to think? What are other people going to say? But really, when we are true to ourselves and we can surround ourselves by people that have um, those things that we desire, it, it allows us to open up and expand and see what other possibilities are there. So who you spend your time with matters. Do you have any kind of self-ritual or process for that letting go experience? Um, again, I do some journaling and, um, I have a, a lovely journal, which is the beautiful things I'm grateful for 
this because I always add the because of this. Uh, here's the things that I love about me and I love about my life. Um, but we're not perfect. And we're never supposed to be because we're learning here. So what I will do is I will journal out. And I don't edit. I don't spell check. Doesn't even, I don't even have to be able to read it as long as I'm just getting that out onto a piece of paper. And then what I will do is I will rip it out of my notebook and I will destroy it. So I like having a little fire, uh, but I'll always thank whatever I've written down for the experience and the lessons that it's brought me. And then I will release it to the universe. So I'll burn it. Or some people use a shredder as long as you destroy it and get it out of your house because you don't want to go back and read those things. One of the other things that I really do is our lives are busy. You know, there's lots of sometimes lots of expectations and responsibilities that we have. And I have an exercise that I do that really it's, it's just calling yourself back so that um, we really bring our energy back to us and it helps really calm us down. And you may need to do it 20 times a day. It's not a one and done <laughs> deal, right? Typically what I'll do is I'll have someone, um, you know, feet flat on the floor and then, um, you know, sitting in a comfortable position and we'll take your left hand, we'll put it on your heart space and then your right hand on, on your stomach. And the reason that we do this is because we're focusing on these particular areas, one for breathing and then one getting attached or um, I guess, connecting with our heart space and you know we'll close our eyes and do three deep breaths which is you know um, expanding your belly not shrugging your shoulders up but expanding your belly having that really nice deep breath and we do that three times and then on the fourth time what you'll do is whatever name you were born with so the name that is on your birth certificate as we're doing that exercise and you you can say it out loud if you want you can say it into your head but I will say Leslie come back to me. Right? But I will use my full birth given name. And I will do that three times and really just envision your, your energy coming back to you or being if that's difficult for you to be able to see in your mind's eye, just um, imagine yourself being um, wrapped in a nice warm blanket, right? a nice big fuzzy blanket. Do that three times. And then on the fourth time, just do a nice again, a nice really deep breath. And then wiggle your toes, open your eyes. And it is an incredibly relaxing exercise. And this is what, I, what um, the exercise that I use for calling myself back. That's beautiful. What a beautiful way to honor ourselves and envelop ourselves in that warm feminine energy. I mean, I don't know about you gal pals yeah. listening, but I just felt my shoulders drop a little. I was like, Ooh, I can feel the tension just melting away. I haven't even done it yet. I was just listening yeah. to you describe it. That's awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for all of this wisdom. I mean, wow, you have shared so much with us today that can change the game entirely as we show up in our businesses and show up as our true selves in this world. Um, do you have any other business hacks or bits of advice that you'd like to share with the business gal pals? So what you walk past becomes your standard is a um, quote that has been with me for a really, really long time. I'll give you a family example. You walk over socks, right? Your family sees you walking over socks means it's okay to walk over socks and not pick them up and put them in the bat and put them in the laundry basket. Um, in your business, if you are in a meeting and you as the leader allow somebody to speak over top of somebody else, that's your signal to your team that it's okay to do that. Mm. So 
when you set your standards, this is what I had mentioned before is when you set your standards, you don't dip, dip below that and you have the courage to say, Hey, that, that is, that is not acceptable so that people know where, what field they're playing on, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Another one is be very careful with the why question. Why, why do yourself is usually fine. But when we ask somebody else, why did you do that? It puts people on the defensive, right? So when we can remove that from our questioning, so we'll use, you know, how did you come to that conclusion? What was the process that you used to get to that conclusion on something? It allows more of an open-ended conversational type of question, and it allows people to feel a lot um, more open. And then bringing in that, that empathetic type of conversation. And that can go something like somebody's having a really hard day. So they're in your office, never approach it with, I know how you feel because mm. I guarantee you don't because that unique individual is having that unique experience. You may have experienced something similar, but instead of saying, I know how you feel and taking that power away from the person, because what you're doing then is you're putting it on to yourself instead of leaving it with them. You'd say it is understandable that you would feel that way. Right. So sometimes just changing that language around and keeping it with the, the person that's there, it's good. They're going to feel valued and they're going to feel heard and they're going to want that relationship is going to get better. They're going to be more open with you as well. That's amazing advice. I mean, in terms of leadership with a team, but also as parents, you know, with our kids to change that why to a how or what and show up empathetically and let them own their stuff and let them be seen and validated, but still in control of, you know, what comes next for them. And it's tough. It's my son is seven and a half and he's at the time he's at the age where he's exploring and he's finding out where his own boundaries are and he's finding out who he is as a little human being. And it is tough. So there's a lot of skills that I have. Okay. How do I, how do I word this? <laughs> right. I'm feeling frustrated. I know I'm out of my energy. Okay. Let's work on me first. And then let's go address that thing that we need to address. Right. Yeah. So important yeah. to show up for yourself with that <laughs> compassion and empathy too, as you <laughs> walk right. this path. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are not perfect. We are not meant to be perfect. We're meant here. We came here to learn. Um, and so look at your lessons or those challenges that you have really as lessons and gifts um, because it's showing you where you get to grow. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. You know, if anyone wants to get in touch with you to find out more about the mentorship you offer or just be in the space of you for a bit, where can they find you? To get a hold of me, probably the easiest way to do that is through uh, my website. I do have a contact form on my website. It's leslierochelle.com. Uh, I do have a free Facebook group that I just started here as well. It's Your Leader Within, hosted by Leslie Rochelle. So feel free to join that. We'd love to have you. Um, and, you know, we'll be sharing tips and tricks and, and, and things like that. Fantastic. And we'll put all of that in the show notes so everyone knows exactly where to go, make it real easy. And just thank you so much for showing up as your true authentic self in this world and on this call. I know that it's not always easy. And I just appreciate that so much. Thank you, Danielle. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to be here.